Oh, I tell you, I don't know about you, but uh, man, it's been, it's tough on some days that we live in right now, you know? It's like there is a spirit just pressing against everything and everyone and difficulties going on at every hand. And I'll tell you, uh, I'll be honest, uh, when this thing first broke out and we had uh, had all these changes come, I, I, um, at first, you know, my, 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 my schedule was disrupted and, and, it, and it was a good thing. It seemed like I dove into the Word of God and I, and I uh, dove into prayer and then all of a sudden, the loyal, the 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 getting things back to a, a, a somewhat your your different pattern of of doing things now, working from home, whatever you're doing, and then all of a sudden, I tell you, lately it's just been lethargic. Just to be honest, just just having to uh, fight through, not because of sickness, but like a bag of sand, like even to go to pray, to read, and I and I finally Sunday just being so busy, and then then when you're not busy, finally just wanting to just go, I don't know, stare at the wall or something, you know, just stare into space or do something mindless, and and uh, man, I just Saturday I, I, I was starting to think, God, I just so need something that I just feel the world and different things are happening and now we're seeing the craziness coming back up of what they're doing in the news and folks I'm, please get out of the news it's propaganda it's madness it's insanity it's lies it is confusion it is destruction it is division it is it is you can't believe any of it. You cannot believe it, folks. It's trash. It's garbage. Turn it off. Don't just stop it. It's, it's maddening. And you'll lose your mind trying to figure it out. Uh, so, but, but, but there's one place you won't lose your mind in trying to figure out. And that's what I did Saturday as I finally went in and I said, God, there is something. We're on the verge of something else. I don't know what it is, but I can just feel it. I think everybody can feel it. There's just this foreboding hanging over. I don't know if it's the economies. I don't know if it's war. Lebanon's on the brink of, of, of economic chaos and turmoil. Their people are saying, we want a war. We want a war. They're in the streets of the UK, mad at oppress. You can only oppress people so long, folks. You can only put the, you can only oppress them, and they're coming out in the streets now, and they're sick of it. They're sick of the lockups. They're sick of the lockdowns, they're sick of the lies, they're sick of the confusion, it's happening everywhere, you can just feel it seething, and I'm like, God, we can't have, we can't go to church and just, just go through the motions and have words as normal, it just can't happen, it's just, it, you just can't, it, there's got to, you got to give me something that sustains my life and sustains the lives of others, we just got to, we've got to be prepared for the days ahead that are coming, and, and, and I, I just, and I felt horrible, like, I'm not close to God. I mean, to be honest with you, I'm just going through things. I'm like, wow, you know, would you feed me being in the situation? And God just was so good. I'm telling you, I'd been out of pocket for a couple of weeks going through stressful situations. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, God, what do I do? I preached two parts of a, of a, of a sermon series and then was unexpected uh, things that came about and didn't come for two weeks to church. And, and just things going on, had a little thing done to my head. 
on the back of my head, taking off, and just a lot was going on in our lives. And so I was just like, I know, I've already got a message prepared, and I'm going to finish that because this is important. And I started reading it this morning and thinking I could preach this because uh, it's very important. We've done the Apostles' Doctrine. We've done, uh, we've done fellowship. This is all under Koinia, and we've done, which is so vital, and I'm glad we're seeing more of that being done here. And then we were, but, but the breaking of bread is what I was going to bring today, and I will bring that to you in the next couple of weeks, probably in three weeks, because I think I've got outlined what I think the Lord wants to do for today and next week. But then I'm going to do the breaking of bread and prayer that go under that banner of fellowship and what the church was making sure as the church was expanding and being added to. These things we're devoting ourselves to. We're going to make sure these things are happening. And these are things we want to make sure. And so I will pick back up. So keep that in the fourth thought of your mind. But God was so good yesterday. I was feeling just this lousy, numb, didn't even feel like I had a prayer inside my body. And I just went in and I just started listening to worship songs. And, and, and it's so funny how, the, how his sheep know his voice. And you know, you can, you can just like be and just God just is so good. The way you think God's going to be, he's often not. The way you think he's going to come down on you, the way you think he's going to speak to you is often the way he doesn't. And, 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 and the Lord just, uh, uh, I don't know, things just leap out of my heart. That's the way they do. And I was getting frustrated because I felt numb and just dry and empty. And I felt like there was no leaping out of my heart. And, and that's what I, I and, and it's funny. It, and this still small voice just said, he leaped bread. It, it, it just, he leads me beside still waters. And, 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 and just, it just, just started, God just started speaking and he just said, I'm your shepherd. I'm your shepherd. And I was trying to force things all week. What do I say? What can I do? And he just said, I'm your shepherd. And, and I, just, I just started meditating on the fact that God is my shepherd and that, and that he, is, he, he, he loves his sheep. He takes care of his sheep. And, and then I ran across something, an old message that that, uh, uh, and I'll be honest, I gleaned a lot of this, but it is in me. I believe every word of it, and it is amazing. I can't take credit for some of the overarching ideas of this, but it is, it is phenomenal. And it was right in line with what God was speaking to me. And I want to share with you, uh, for heaven's sake, hurry up and cross the bridge. And you're going to understand what that means in a minute. And I'm going to say, praise team, whatever you do to pray and seek songs, you were, you were right on target this morning. And I'm going, to, I'm going to tell you what. And so uh, let me pray. And then I believe God. Ha- next week, if God doesn't change my direction, I'm going, to, I'm going to preach on the mark of the beast next week. The mark of the beast. And so it's going, to, it's, it's, it's going to be different than what you think, but it's going to be spot on for some of you that worry about that and worry about what's going on in the world. And so we're going to look at that, and then I'll get back hopefully to the two messages that I want to wrap, finish up in, in what we were looking at. Yeah, Angie. Okay. Patricia Caps, pray for her. Okay, let's do that right now. So pray, let me pray for this message and for Patricia Cap. So Father, we love you. We thank you so much for the, uh, God, for, for the word today. We know your word is spirit and it is life. And Father, we just thank you that we, we have a shepherd and we have a good shepherd. And God, we follow the voice of our shepherd. And God, I'm, I'm tuning out the news and all the other 
erroneous voices today. Even a lot of so-called preachers, God. And I want to hear the voice of the shepherd. I want to hear your voice, God. I want to, I, your sheep hear you. They know your voice. You know how to lead us. You know how to lead us into restful places, God, in the midst of a confusing world. You know how to take our hearts when they're, when they're anxious and like yesterday, God, just bring me in a quiet place and lead me beside still waters and just to restore my soul for your name's sake. And God, I, I thank you for that. I thank you, Lord, that, that, that I have a shepherd and I don't have to want for anything. And God, we just pray that today, that through this message, God, I believe this is a message that we could go back and rewind the tape and listen to in the days ahead when we're in more difficult hour and we can find out this will be food for our soul. This will sustain us in the days ahead. If we will hear, heed the, 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 the voice of the shepherd today, that this can be uh, the difference of life and death. It can be difference of uh, something that will help us in the days ahead, Father. And we just thank you and we praise you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. For heaven's sake, hurry up and cross the bridge. Psalms 23. Now, now we're going to look at this today in the context of a life well lived in God. We're going to look at this psalm as a, as a context of a life well lived in God. How many want to live a life well in God? When I get to the end of this journey... I want to finish. I want to hear those words. Well done, thou good and faithful servant. I'm going to show you how to do that today. In America, I think we, we, we have Christianity broken into two, in this country generally in two stages. And they're, they're, they're visible in this psalm. The, those two stages that we're going to look at today. We have a beginning stage and we have a mature stage. And I dare to say most of us are in the beginning stages and have never crossed to the mature stage. And God is, but, but, but let me tell you, through the shaking, there, there's a ch we're, we're being asked to move on into the mature stage of God. I'm asking this church to move on today. I'm going to be asking you something that everybody in this church should, will be, this is not, oh, he's not talking to me. I, I'm already a Christian. No, the altar call today is for your life, and it is for you. And I don't care how long you've been in here, and I don't care how young or how old you are. The altar call, you have a choice today. You have a choice, and I'm going to tell you it's a heavy choice, and it's a big choice, and it's not one you can hide in your seat behind or all that. you got a choice to make in your heart, and it's a, I'm asking you to make the, the biggest choice of your life today to sign your life over. And, and, and that's what I'm asking. So you can, have, you can weigh that choice right now. And we're gonna, we, this, this is a deciding factor. And it's a heavy. I'm not talking about Christianity like we have in America. Come down, shake the preacher's hand, and go home and keep our lives the same. God is uh, today, today, we're going to be asked to cross over into something deeper with God. And you're going to see what that is by the end of this message. And so uh, remember that the Psalms are songs. They're songs. And, and, and a song consists of verses, I think. Brenda and Caleb can let me know this. But songs consist of verses, choruses, and bridges. Okay? And, 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 and I want you to be thinking about that because it, it, the, 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 uh, the, the verse portrays the story of the song. The chorus is the catchy part. It's the part we keep repeating and singing because it's the catchy part. But the bridge only happens once. And it, and, it, and it takes you into the other half 
of the song. We just did one, by the way. I didn't know what it was before that one. But the song we just sang was amazing. About uh, the, and, 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 I, and I think I picked out the bridge in that song of where we, we, we kicked over. And, that. and so here's, I want you to think about David is writing these songs. He's writing these psalms. And today I'm going to show you, I'm going to show you where the bridge is. And I'm going to ask you to cross over the bridge. And I don't think a lot of us have crossed over the bridge. And so I'm going to ask you to cross over the bridge today and go into the other half of this. So let's read this psalm in Psalms 23. And I'll say the days are going to demand that you be over the bridge. Okay? No more like casual so-called Christianity. No more fake Christianity. It's going to, the, the days are evil. It's going to separate the good, the wheat from the tare, the good from the bad. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna know the, the difference between the holy and the profane soon. So, listen to what he says in Psalm... The, the burning of things at, at the throne of God, they're just not happening the day you get to the throne of God. Wood, hay, and stubble. The, the day of fire is here, and it's trying you. And what you have as works in your life, if they're produced by Christ, they'll remain. If not, they're going to burn. And some people's works are burning right now. They're being burned because they're, they're not... They're not they're not making it through the day that we live in. Is, is the Christ in you? Is it you or is it Christ? And we're going to find out who lives in you in the days ahead. And, and, and if what you have will remain. And, have, uh, and, and so quit reading your Bible. Yes, it's, a, it's, a, it's, it's in the future. But, but it's now. It's now too. Much of this is, 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 is now. It's Christ in me now. And Christ is working in me now. So listen to what the psalmist says in Psalms 23. The, most of you know it. You could probably recite it without even opening your Bible. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. That's what he was doing for me yesterday. He leads me beside steel waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk... See if you can identify the bridge. I'm giving you a hint. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemy. You anoint my head with oil, and my cup runs over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Now... Again, we're going to look at this in the context of the life well lived in God. And God is writing a psalm throughout your life. Your life is really being a song written that men can see. The psalms he talks in another place about, it's not just a song that's to be heard. It's a song and a life lived that will be sung, that will be seen by men. And that, look, you're on display right now. The angels are watching your life. And so are other men and women around the globe. And we need to, and it needs to be a song that's being worked into our life that men can see it and glorify and praise God with. And that's what God is writing through you is a psalm to be sung for all of eternity. And, 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 and what, it, what at the end of our life, the answer will be, was it a complete life or did you stop short of what your life could have been in God? Of what God purposed for your life as a Christian. And so the Christian life in this country, as I said, is generally lived out in a couple of stages. Both of these stages are ordained by God. Both are super supernaturally lived, but there is a bridge between those two spaces, and it's found in verse 4, a place called the valley of the shadow of death. A place where most people 
refuse to go and don't want to go. A place where American Christianity has lied and and said it's all about you and it's all about the self-life and it's all about no, no more. When you come to Jesus, you'll have health, you'll have wealth, you'll have future, you'll have fame, you'll have, you you know, you got a sugar daddy, you got a, you got a Santa Claus in the sky and he's here for you like a Jenny. Just rub the bottle and tell him what you want. Amen. But that's all falling apart now. And when the economies of the world begin to crumble, there's people that say, oh, God won't let America go down because we have a heritage. How foolish! Tell that to the Chinese today living under communism. Tell that to the Syrians who are fleeing for their lives. Tell that for the Muslims. Tell that for tell that uh, the countries that are going through turmoil. Tell that to the to the Jewish people who were the apple of God's eye and spent time in Egypt and in Babylonian captivity. And then tell me God won't judge this nation. That's a pipe dream because you're scared. Because you don't want to go there. Because you don't want to live there. You don't want to go in your mind. So you duck your head in the sand and you say, preach good things to me. Tell me things I want to hear because I can't take any more bad news. But the Christian journey often is lived in a couple of stages and there's a bridge in those two stages found in verse 4. And it's a place called the Valley of the Shadow of Death. And David's song begins like your song and my song is that he writes into our life. Where In 1994, the song of Brad began to be written with God. The Lord is my shepherd. That's where it starts. That's the first verse. That's, the, or the, that's where it begins. That's where the story begins. And where David's song begins with a life with God. That's the beginning of your song. If you come to God in faith, when you transfer the ownership of your life to God, you too can write those words. The Lord is my shepherd. Amen? And that's what David begins with. The Lord is my shepherd. It's the beginning of the song. We transfer ownership. 1 Corinthians 6.20 says, You were bought with a price. Therefore glorify God now with your body and your spirit which are God's. You tell me it doesn't matter if you don't forsake sin. It absolutely does matter. You're not your own. You belong to God. He does care. Stop this foolish lies of Christianity that are not real Christianity. Amen. That are going out out over the airwaves right now all over the world. Amen. And are deceiving many. Listen to what he says. You were bought with a price. Now glorify God with this body. Know ye not that you're the temple of God, Mark. It matters what we do in this body and with this body and in this spirit. Amen? If you're sinning, stop it. If you can't, run to God and beg Him until He gives you the power of the Holy Spirit to come out of that place. Amen? And David's song begins with the Lord is my shepherd. It's a place where he transferred the ownership and the direction of his life over to God. And I ask you that question. Have you transferred the ownership of your life to God? Have you truly, truly given Him the deed to your life? Have you truly signed the deed over? Because that's what has to take place. If I were to leave this place and say, Mark, today when we leave here,
I'm not doing it. But if I were to say, I'm going to sign the deed of my car, or I'm going to give you my car, and we go out right after service, I'm going to give you the keys to my car, it's yours. Well, that car is not yours until I sign the deed or the title over to you, until you sign the deed and the title, you take it down to the courthouse, and you file that tithe, deed and tithe, and get it transferred over. Folks, that's what has to happen when you give your life to God. You sign the deed over to your life you were bought with a price the price he bought you with was the blood of Jesus Christ and now your life belongs to him but here's the problem here's where most of us see he becomes our our shepherd when we transfer ownership But, but, but many of us don't want to release the deed of our life to him And see, this is what this hyper-grace Christianity has produced in America. And and we dispensed it to the whole world. A lot of people want to come in here and call Jesus Lord, Lord. But they don't want to release the dead of the... Why do you call me Lord, Lord and not do the things that I say? Many on that day will say, Lord, Lord, didn't we prophesy in your name? Didn't we cast out devils? Didn't we do many body works in your name? And he'll say, depart from me, you workers of iniquity. I never knew you. They come to the house of God, make an agreement with a set of facts. That's what a lot of Christianity, we're going to find out on the day of judgment, that a lot of Christianity in this generation is just mental assent with a bunch of facts. No, you've agreed with a lot of facts. You've agreed that Jesus died. You agree that there is a heaven, and you agree that there is a hell. But that's all you've done. You might have even come down here and prayed to that fact. But that's all you've done is you've you've just had a mental ascent. And you know why I know? Because I look at your Facebook pages and I look at your Instagrams and I see all kinds of foolishness and wickedness going on. False gods with all these wonderful mixture of Christian and Buddhist quotes. On Christians, supposed Christians, websites, yoga, Buddhism, transcendental meditation, foolishness. That if we read the Word of God and knew Him as Lord, we would know we had to depart from these things. I'm tired of playing games. I don't care if we dwindle down to, I don't care. If there's five people here that love Jesus, that's fine. Or if there's a thousand, it doesn't matter. I want to get through these days and I want to stand at the throne. Well done, son. If that costs me prison, if that costs me my life, whatever. I hope he gives me the train ticket and I'm able to stand in the hour when I need it and I'm able to be there. You come to the house of God, you make an agreement with a set of facts. There's a heaven, there's a cross, Jesus died for my sin. You come and make a mental agreement, but there's a point where you have to sign your life over to Jesus Christ, to the one who bought you with his blood, to the one who shed his blood for you. You have to allow the deed to be signed. If you had the deed to your life signed over completely, then you don't have the right to say, the Lord is my shepherd. I give you my rights to the future of my life. 
I sign over the deed to my life. There are many here who want to say, I've given Jesus the the deed to my life, but then they want to be co-owner, co-holder. Like the old bumper sticker that says, Jesus is my co-pilot. I got news for you. Jesus is not your co-pilot. He's the only pilot. And He's got the complete reins and control of His people's lives. And the Lord is my shepherd when I sign the deeds over. And He doesn't want co-ownership. He owns it all. He owns the cattle on a thousand hills. He is the Lord. He is the Lord Almighty. He is the God of the universe. He is the God of heaven and earth. Quit bringing Him down and trying to create a God in your image and your likeness and the one you want. You're worried about offending everybody but Him. Start worrying about the God you're offending. And start understanding your ways are not like His. He's much smarter than your little pea brain and my little pea brain. Quit thinking you know more than the Almighty about how he ought to run his universe and how he ought to run the last days and what he ought to do with you and what he ought to do with his possessions and what he ought to do in the world and with COVID and with people dying and with people living. You let God be God. Amen. Preach, brother. And when you give the owner... owner, Oh, and the last one is a lien holder. Some of you are lien holders. You know what that is? It's what I did. Oh, Jesus. Oh, dear God, I messed up again last night. If you'll just get me out of this mess, I'll give you my life. But if you don't, I'm taking the reins back. Come on. Bargaining with God. If you do this, I'll do that. Lean holder. I give you the rights to my life, but I, but, I, but I deserve to hold on a little bit just in case I don't like what you're doing. But, if you can be like David this morning and you can say, I give you everything. I give you the title deed. I give you my future. I give you my past. I give you my present. I give you everything, God. Whatever you ask me to do, wherever you ask me to go, whatever you tell me, God, that I will do. I relinquish the rights to my life. You own me now. You can have me. I've been bought with a price like Paul. I'm a slave to you. I'm a prisoner of the Lord. I'm a servant of the Most High God. And if you could say that today, then it's wonderful. You can be like David and you can say, the Lord is my shepherd. Yes, I have struggles. Yes, I make mistakes. Yes, I I, I fall. Yes, I have issues that go on from time to time. But God has the rights to my my life and God has the right to lead me and to guide me and to use my life for his glory and when you have that it moves you to the next point where he writes and I shall not want I shall not want when the Lord owns your life when he owns everything when you relinquish the control of your life you can call him shepherd and then you can you come into the next part of it where David writes I shall not want because as a shepherd and that's what he was reiterating to me Brad Brad yesterday quit quit Brad you're going back into old patterns of thinking where you got to study more you got to try more you got to pray more you got to do all these things I'm your shepherd I'll feed you 
In the past, you tried to feed yourself. You tried to look apart, do good, all these things. You can't do it. Quit beating yourself up. I'm your shepherd. I will feed you. And, and, and he just started feeding me in that moment. God knows how to feed his sheep. He knows how to look after his sheep. He loves his sheep. In fact, the shepherd is a good shepherd. I, I love a preacher that I, I know that and he used to have a lot of sheep. And, and he had 75 or more sheep. And he talks about those sheep, about that time in his life when he was was looking after the sheep and he said he said he knew every one of their personalities he said he he knew their names I forget what their names were but he said he had one that just he just he just was loud he I'm glad it's me man he was just the loud sheep he was just he said it was he just wanted attention he was so loud and he said I grew to love that sheep he said I grew to love that sheep so much because he just he just we just was so uh, cry above the rest of the crowd he wanted his shepherd to notice him and love on him and so he would just get louder and just see him and 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 he said he just he just he just loved these sheep he said when they chewed he began to go away he'd come home from work and he'd go sit sit out there with them for just uh, an hour or two after work and he said he would just look at those sheep and he said they would he, he knew everything about them he knew when they started to chew real fast that something was wrong either one of them was sick Daniel or one of them maybe there was a rat inside there or uh or there was a snake inside there and he said sure enough if he saw them chewing really aggressively he would get up and he would go look around and Amber sure enough he'd find a snake over here and then they'd all settle down and begin to just chew normally again and that the Lord is your shepherd and you shall not want he's looking out for us folks I don't care how bad COVID gets I don't care if the nations rage I don't care if the stock market crumbles tomorrow I don't care if they lay you off from your job the Lord is our shepherd and we shall not want and David is writing here in my life he has a heart for me to meet every need in my life. He has a heart to calm my fears. He has a heart to feed me when I'm hungry. He has a heart to reassure me of my well-being. I mean, to be honest, some of that's anxiousness. Uh, you can't imagine the loads pastors carry. I know you carry your own loads in your own ways, but you just can't. And the heaviness of the load you carry is just always there. It's just always on your mind like a piano strapped to your back and just, just there. And, and the shepherd knows how to calm your fears. He knows how to reassure you that all will be well. Listen to what 2 Peter 1 says. According as His divine power hath given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness through the knowledge of Him that have called us to glory and to virtue whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises. And look, when we do this, when we make Him Lord, when we give Him Caleb the title deed to our life, he, we call Him shepherd and, and, and we want for nothing and look what he does it says he did this is what he did to me yesterday he makes me lie down in green pastures folks this is green pastures right here he takes us into his word and opens it up and reveals it to us he leads us to green pastures he leads us beside still waters our uh, my peace comes into my soul and into my life and, and into my heart he leads me
me to a place of stillness in my spirit. I was so anxious over the weekend. So anxious to get a word. So anxious because of things that were going on at work. So anxious because what are they going to do in the future? Are they going to make me do this? Are they going to make me do that? They're going to force this on us. They're going to force that on Just anxiousness of all around. And when I got in there with the shepherd, he starts feeding me. Brad, I hear your voice. And he begins to come over and call me by name. He begins to feed me some oats, which are the promises of God. If you don't know it, sheep love oats. And when you do you take that can of oats they're like the promises of God and you begin to shake them in front of them and they just love them folks I love the promises of God when I'm afraid when I'm scared and, and just a little sentence comes he leads me beside still waters and God just speaking that into my spirit just like I like I know that's from God I'm like God that's weird I would never have a thought like that in my life and he just keeps building on that and building on that and he leads me to places of stillness where all those clinging voices of doom and despair and hopelessness for the future were, fi- were silenced. And I found myself yesterday in a still place. My wife knew I was just really anxious. And all of a sudden I found myself in a still place. And I went to a ball game after that. I, I, w- I wasn't coming to that ball game. I was, I was, a, I was a wreck. Uh, and, 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 and he led me beside still waters, those voices. He began to open up the word. Listen to what Luke 12 says, Fear not, little flock. It's your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. David says in Psalms 23, 3, he restores my soul. And that's what he does. That's what the shepherd does. He restores our soul. When things are threatening to dominate your thinking, when you come to Christ and fully embrace Him as your Lord and Savior, He restores your soul. And then it says He leads me in paths of righteousness for His sake. Early in my walk, He began to lead me uh, to forgive people. He began to lead me to take things back I had stolen from work and places that I should have took things that I shouldn't have taken that I justified. He led me to do things immediately into forgiving people that had hurt me, that I had hurt. I wrote letters, all sorts of things. He still leads me to do this. He leads me in the path of righteousness or in the path of right living. Look, you may catch me out there doing something that I don't know, but as as the good shepherd leads me and takes me in his word, he begins to lead me out of those places and he's beginning the work that he's begun in me. I've watched him do for all these 24, 25, 26 years of following him. He's been leading me into and through and out of places and man my life may not be there yet and you may find some nicks and some things in my armor but I'm telling you I'm not what I was yesterday amen and it's all thanks to the good shepherd he leads me there for his namesake see this is cool he does this he he goes and gets me this same shepherd that I was talking about 20 of his sheep got out of a pen somehow, and he wound up, they wound up under a deck of the neighbor's house. And like I said, he took oats, because they love oats. He was before work, and he's in his work clothes, and he's thinking, how in the world am I going to get these sheep? 20 sheep, round up 20 sheep before work. And he said, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to get the promises of God. I'm going to get the oats, and I'm going to dangle them out before them. And when he did that, they began to hear the can, and they began to listen, and those 20 sheep came out and began to go back into his barn, and then he opened up a whole bag of oats, put it in the trough, because that's what our shepherd does when he finds us wandering out somewhere we're not 
supposed to be. He leads us to somebody with the promises of God and says, Angie, you don't want to stay in that place. Come out of that place. Come back to the Father. Come back to the barn. He's got good things for you. And when you come back inside the barn, He feeds you with good things. Amen? And you know why He does it? You know why He went and got those sheep? Because he would be known as the shepherd who lets his sheep get out and stay under a man's porch. And he didn't want his name to be ruined in the community. And so he goes and gets them for his name's sake. If you belong to God and you find yourself, if you truly belong to God and you find your place wandered off in a place in sin and doing something you shouldn't be doing, I got news for you. The good shepherd is going to come to you and he's going to lead you out of that place. Not because there's something good about you but because there's something great about His name and He's going to do it for His name's sake. Hallelujah. That's why I know now I used to fear. Man, I thought I'd... One minute I thought I'd save the next I thought I was lost. Man, now I just say, God, for Your name's sake, You don't let me fall. I'm in your arms. I'm in your hands. and Nobody can pluck me from your hand. For your name's sake, you come get me. And if I act a fool, if I do something stupid, you come get me for your name's sake. And you know what? I have a promise. I know He will do that for His name's sake. He calls us to safety and He calls us to provision. So that's Psalm 1 through 3. That's the first part of your life. That's the first part of the song. But now we come to a very... And it's all about you. The Lord is my shepherd and I shall not want. He leads me beside still waters. It's great, right? This is the part we all love. This is the part when I first came to Christ. This part's so easy. He leads me. He guides me. He feeds me. He protects me. He looks after me. And He restores me. And it's all about my comfort. And it's all about my promises. And it's all about my healing when I begin to follow His leading. But there comes a place in the Christian life, and I'm calling you to this this morning, whether you like it or not, there comes a place in the Christian life where He brings you to the bridge. And it's verse 4. And the bridge, as I said in a song, is something that is climatic build to something bigger. It builds up to something bigger. And it's a transition over into the second half. And that's what it's doing here. It's Psalms 1 through 3 in, in verse chapter 23. It speaks about the beginning of the Christian walk. I will provide for you. I will be aware of every want that you have. But then we come, David comes to the bridge, and God is saying, Hey, you, 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 now it's time to go a little bit deeper. Now it's time to go deeper in Christ. Now it's time to wade out of the shallow water and begin to come into the deeper things, into ankle and knee and waist and in over your head. And the bridge is going to take us deeper into the place as sons and daughters. And i got news for you folks. You're going to need to be in a deep place in the world that we're living in today. He's got to move you beyond youthfulness. He's got to move you beyond infancy in your Christian walk. And here's where He does it. This is where it happens. Here's the bridge. Here's the climax. Listen. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for Thou art with me. Your rod and Your staff, they comfort me. It's like Peter stepping out on the boat. 
Peter's coming to a place. Lord, if that's you, bid me to come. And everything's good. He's walking on water. Uh, he's going through the valley of the shadow of death until, until the winds get boisterous. And then he begins to look around. And then he falls in that place. And he begins to sink. And he begins to drown in that place. Because uh, he's going through in that place over the shadow of death. And, but God's going to bring him to a place where he's going to be able to do this. And I don't know why, folks. I feel this in my life. This scripture, I don't know why. I just it's deep in me and I, I don't know where it's going to head me in my walk I think it's for all of us to be honest with you but I, I don't know why I've known I was going to live here since a little boy I, I just thought I'm going to be here in the end times I don't know why I don't know who put that there I assume God put that there I have known difficult times were coming when everybody was screaming good times and I've known it I was reading books I was preparing you can ask my kids they probably got sick of hearing it I, I just knew it and, 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 and this verse right here means a lot to me. I don't know why. Because I, I feel like Peter. And this is what he finally wrote to Peter. Because what he was doing, the bridge was the shadow of death. And, 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 and he, he was taking him somewhere. And, and he told Peter later on, he said, I'm taking you into a place where you can't go in your own strength. And I feel like, to be honest, before COVID and a lot of things that I've done ministry... I've tried to build this church. I, I, all these things, I, I almost feel like Paul, just, just they're dung. Because I almost think the infancy of my, looking back, how much stuff I've tried to do in the flesh. How much stuff I've tried to do in my own power. How much stuff I've tried to do in my own strength. You know what? It's hard to die. It's hard to die. It's hard to die to self. It's hard to die to my ideas. It's hard to die to my dreams. It's hard to die to my plans. It's hard to die and sign the deeds of my life. I've tried it. I've tried to kill myself. Not, not talking about suicide. I've tried to spiritually say, God, kill me, please. I, 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 I want to die. And somehow Brad Lindsay just keeps resurrecting and living. He just keeps on. He won't die. And I've tried. And, and, and I want to cross over to this place. And this verse, I know it's, I know it's for me and it's and it's this he told Peter he said when you're young you went where you wanted to go and you dressed yourself but when you get older you're going to be led to a place you don't want to go and folks that's where we're headed I'm just going to be honest with you if you keep following Christ I'm not going to be sit here and tell you good times are ahead as a follower of Christ I'm just going to tell you, you're going to go to places you don't want to go. And your flesh does not want to take you. You were older, you dressed yourself. You led yourself. And now you're going to go through the valley of the shadow of death. And you're going to go into places now, Peter, where my strength will come through. And I'll be honest with you, I'm looking forward to the day Brad Lindsay dies. I'm looking forward to being led. I, I, age right now is beginning, starting to look better. Yeah, it has its downfalls, but I tell you what it does. Brad Lindsay gets weaker. And Christ in me is getting stronger. And I can say one good thing about losing your youthful power and zeal and strength is that God is starting to... to, to I, I, Brad can't, and he can. 
There's a lot more dependency on him. And, and, and so, Peter, you're going to be led by the strength of God. It's, it's a place shadows and voices of all that are going forward might mean. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. It's like Elisha following Elijah. It, 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 he's going to a place of death. And, and, and he's going to a place where he can't go naturally and he can't go in the human strength. You'll have to go back, back and read it. I don't have time. But Elijah uh, is going to lead him over the Jordan, which is a type of dying to self. It's a type of the valley of the shadow of death. It's the bridge. It's the place where self dies and where God's strength comes in and begins to live. It's a place where only God can carry you. It's a place where all the other prophets laugh and the school of prophets laugh and giggle and gaggle and say, if you keep going this way, you're going to die or your master's going to die. And so it's a place where the, all the rest are saying, and I got news for you folks, that's where we're headed in the days of ahead. It's a place where the world's not going to understand and most of Christianity. But if you'll go there, you'll, be, you'll die to self and you'll be walking in the strength of the Messiah and the rest will stand back and say, if you keep going that way, if you may wind up in prison, preacher. If you keep going that way, you might wind up on a martyr's table or a martyr's bench. If you keep going that way, you may, you may get a smack on the hand or a big fine. If you keep going that way, it may cost you something. And that's what the other supposed Christians are out there saying to the prophet and guess what Elisha does he keeps following Elijah he keeps following the older prophet he keeps going and the older prophet tries to dissuade him hey don't go any further you went far enough no I'm coming where you are I'm going where you're going I'm going all the way to the end amen and those voices like those little prophets Saying, if you go this way, your master, you're going to lose your master. And that's the voices in the shadow, in the valley of the shadow of death. You don't have to go this way, Christian. If you go this way, you're not going to make it. If you go this way, you're going to die. In reality, it's the only way to go in the Christian life. Those others stood there and watched, but they wouldn't make the journey. And here's what, folks, this is where we're at. You're standing in the valley of decision. I'm telling you, I keep saying it. We've preached these things for years. You've got to make some choices now. The hour's late. There's no more I'll wait and get right one day. I'll make the t decide when, when I come out of my old lifestyle. I'll make the decision when I die. I'll decide when I come to Christ and give Him the full reins of my life. Folks, you're playing with a game you, you, you can't play. And I got news, there's not many going to go here. Wide is the gate that leads to destruction. And many find it, but narrow, narrow is the gate and straight is the way. That shepherd talked about how those sheep every, from that barn walk the same path always back. And in the green grass, they had wore this narrow little tiny path. This tiny little path to the barn. This narrow way. And that's the narrow way God's leading us on today. 
And not many are going to go. Not many are going to follow the voice of the shepherd, the true shepherd. And, 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 and so, you know, they don't mind studying Scripture. They don't mind getting a mentalist. These were prophets in the school of prophecy, but they wouldn't follow him, Joe. They wouldn't follow him into the valley of the shadow of death. Wouldn't follow into the deeper things of God. Wouldn't be given for the failing uh, society around them. No, they're into self. It's all about me. It's all about my comfort. It's all about my luxury. It's all about what I can get from God. God. It's all about my comfort. It's all about me staying a child and being in Psalms 23 verses 1 through 3. I don't want to cross over into something that might cost me something. Paul said in 1 Corinthians 3 1, and I, brethren, could not speak unto you as spiritual, but as unto carnal, even as to babes in Christ. I fed you with milk and not with meat, for hitherto you were not able to bear it, neither yet are you now able to bear it. Corinthians meeting in the house of God around themselves. Just like American Christianity. It's all about us. It's all about us going into the community. It's all about us finding out what they want. What would you come to church for? Ten minute sermon? Oh yeah, sign me up. Early church? So I have the rest of my day? Late church, because I'm a late sleeper and I can do what I want to do. Flashy lights and music and lights that come down so that it looks like a bar room. You know, and, 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 and that's where we are. And that's what they were meeting around themselves in the Corinthian church. That's the theological focus of our day is on ourselves while the whole country is headed to hell. Right? Society's turning against the testimony of God right now as we just sit in our comfort and in our ease and say, give me a good sermon, preach. And God's calling the church of Jesus Christ in this last hour. He's calling us to leave the pursuits of our own comfort. And He's calling us to go through the valley of the shadow of death. He's calling us to cross over the bridge and go, which means the death of our own desires. It means the death of you. It means the death of your own pursuits. It means the death of your own comfort. It means the death to gratifying your own needs. And we choose to live a life for the benefit of others. And we become mature sons and daughters of God. We're being called to the valley of the shadow of death. Deeper than living for you. And I can tell some of you are bored right now and just want to get out of here. And that's okay. And folks, nobody's going to get through this place unless, unless God leads you through this place. And you must allow God to lead you now through this place. If you want to go into the deeper things of God, and if you do, here's what David penned and wrote about the song in his life. His rod and His staff will comfort me there. He, he, he will lead me into an undesirable place now in His strength. And when He does, 
It's just a shadow of death. And the voices that are there will just clamor. But I'm going to keep going because He's leading me somewhere. And, and it may look undesirable. And it may look like it's going to cost me everything. But in, really, in reality, it's going to bring me to a great eternal end. And so I'm going to keep going. And I'm allow God to lead me into this place. And I'm going to finally say, God, I'm going across the bridge. I'm going through what looks like disaster. But it really has an eternal purpose. And you are calling me to die to self to live for others and folks if David had not crossed this bridge guess what he would still be failing and wandering in the wilderness but David decided to let this be written in his life he decided not to stay in verses 1 through 3 as a child there's nothing worse than having grown Christians that are still saying daddy 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 and they're 50 60 70 year old and they're not even growing or maturing in the things of God amen And that's the way the church is today. And we're called to the bridge. We're called to die to ourselves. Unless a seed falls to the ground and dies, it abides alone. But if it dies, then it will live again and it will bear much fruit and there will be much increase if it's willing to die. You don't get a Christianity without dying, folks. Dying to you, dying to self, dying to the sin nature. Put away the pablum of this false Christianity that's out there. Deny yourself, take up your cross and follow me, Jesus said. David crossed over into verse 4, and he was able to say this, from the end of the earth, he began to say, when my natural strength was gone, I will cry unto you when my heart is overwhelmed, and you will lead me to a place higher than me. And that's what happened to me yesterday in that room. If you'll cry out to me from the ends of the earth, Brad... Whenever things around you fall into pieces, if you'll cry out to me, I'll lead you to a rock that is higher than you. And folks, David crossed the bridge, and when he crossed the bridge, let me tell you in closing what he found. David found a table there in the presence of his enemies. No, he sits down and eats at the presence of his enemies. David said, you come through the shadow of death and your God will plant a table right there in the presence of your enemy. He prepares a table there and he anoints my head with oil and my cup runs over. Amen? When you walk through the valley of the shadow of death, you, you embrace a deeper trust with God. Your rod and your staff comfort me, the Bible says. And now, even in a place when I am surrounded by all my enemies I am comforted I can sit down I can eat with rest because I've got God and that's why Paul and Silas could sing in the midnight hour in a jail that's why they could sing there they had crossed the valley of the shadow of death they had lost their lives and their strength and now they're sitting there in the strength of God. You don't sing in a prison when you're, when you're in stocks and shackles and chains and start singing, Oh, how He loves me and you. Shut up, man. Oh, how He loves me 
How can you do that? He had passed through the shadow of death and now God's put a table for him in the presence of his enemies singing in the inner, inner, inner chamber because he's passed through verse 4 and he's in this place where God has prepared a table in the presence of his enemies and when they begin to sing, the place was shaken. Everyone's chains fell off. Prison doors went open. Jailer and his family came to Christ and folks, I'm telling you, when you let go of your life, when you quit being a self-consumed people when we begin to lose our life and gain the heart of God we're going to affect the society out here and we're going to be given and live for heaven's sake hurry up and die and so that people out here can live amen you anoint my head with oil basically that means I understand my purpose for life now I know, I get it, God, why Samuel anointed me. I get it now. I get it. I understand why I was anointed. I'm called, I know what I'm called to be now. I'm called to be given for others. I, I, I'm, I'm, I understand what I'm called to be. I understand what your kingdom's about. I used to think it was about preaching sermons and having a great sermon and everybody saying, yeah. I used to think it was about packing a house full of people. I used to think it was about seeing signs and wonders and all these things. But now, now God, you've arrested my heart. Now I see something different. I see what your kingdom is about. You've given me clear and determined mind. I know the reason for my life. And now my cup runs over. My cup runs over. There is gladness flowing in my heart. Listen, David didn't dance when he killed Goliath. David didn't dance when he had, when he had uh, uh, played before Saul the king and it calmed Saul down and Saul loved it. But let me tell you where David did dance. It was when he finally got the purpose of God and recognized the presence of God has been missing from our society. It's been missing from our families. It's been missing from our schools. It's been missing from our courtrooms. It's been missing from our churches and David went into the enemy's camp and he got the ark of the testimony of God and he put it on the priest's shoulders and he couldn't walk six paces without, without just tearing everything off and dancing before the Lord and bringing the ark of God back for the people of God. And God says, you will too every time you get my heart again. You'll rejoice every time a sinner comes to God. When you quit dancing in your churches all around you, speaking in tongues all around you, that's wonderful. It's about, it's about losing your life. So you can go out and win the heart of God, the world, and the angels rejoice. When one sinner comes home and David went back and got the presence of God and brought it back to the people of God in that temple of God so that people could come to God. Right in the center of society, the ark had been returned and God's heart was satisfied. And folks, lastly, David, when David crossed over the valley of the shadow of death, the last thing that he wrote about his song was, Surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Goodness and mercy would follow in his wake. At the end of his days and at the end of our days, Oh man, may we see God, the goodness and mercy in people's lives. May people follow us to the throne of God.
The world may look down at us if we go this way, just like Esau might have looked down at Jacob and saying, man, i got a strong family, I've got things, I don't need your help, and looking down on him thinking, that poor man, he's old now, and he's walking with a limp, and he's got a bunch of children, you know, that are running around that he's got to feed, but folks, I tell you what, I don't care, let the world look at my limp, let them look at the flesh that's been struck, let them look at the man who's died, let them look at the man who's crossed over the valley of the shadow of death, and no longer lives for his purposes and maybe lost everything on this side but have gained everything on the other side I want to be such a man amen and so hurry up and die hurry up and die to your fears what's keeping you from passing through the valley of the shadow of death What's stopping you from following God all the way? What's stopping you from giving the lead deed to your life and no longer being the cosigner, the lien holder? A self-focused church will never touch this generation. You want to know why the generation's going to hell? It ain't Washington, it's us. And a self-focused people will never touch anybody. Except themselves. And that's why television and internet preaching, for the most part, has just become nauseating. Telling people what they want to hear. But when people start losing their jobs here soon, and their society starts falling apart, and violence increases, and it's going to increase worse than it already is. You can just bet on it. Their message will be exposed for what it is. Garbage. And all they want to do is keep people in, 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 being infants in the Lord in verses 1 through 3. And I want to take this church deeper. I want to take you across the bridge. And I want to take you into the place. The deeper things of God to be given for society. And where we're going to stand in the power of God and the strength of God in the last days. Here's where I was yesterday. And you can get a song ready. I don't know what time really used to worry about that. I really, if you got to leave, you, gotta, you, you can. I'll be honest where I've been ministry-wise lately. I just, I've been tired. I've been doing this for 24 years. And, 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 and I'd be honest with you, I just like to coast the rest of my life. I have the same aspirations you got. I'd just like to not have some worries, you know? Like to maybe, my wife wants to buy an RV and just live in it and go around the country. But I feel like God's calling me to cross the bridge. Whatever that looks like, whatever His plan and purpose is, in the days ahead, that's what we're going to do. And 
and I'm doing it for your sake and the sake of others, and I hope you'll do the same. And you've got to make that choice. And so my, my altar call is let's go. Is let's go. Let's go together. And, and, and the only way you can do that is by signing the deed. That's the starting point. That's where David started. Because none of the rest of that psalm that I've read to you is yours until you sign the deed of your life. Those who come to church and it's all about you, this is not for you. God says, for those I want to take you deeper today and I want to guide you. And here's my altar call. The altar call is simple. It's help me die to myself that others may live. Help me die to myself that others may live. Quit trying to preserve yourself. You try to save your own life by according to your own scriptures, you will lose it. But you lose your life for my sake and you'll gain everything. I know it's not easy what I'm calling you to do. I know it's not easy what the Lord's calling you to do. Because trust me, I've wrestled with this all my life. And guess what? I love Brad Lindsay and I love my life and I love comfort. I love ease and I love the good things. And I don't like, it offends my flesh and it, come, it brings me to a cross that crushes me, Phil. And I don't like it. And I cry out and that's why I've tried to, uh, to, to, to kick, scream and live all my Christian life. And guess what? He's bringing me to a place where the weight of it is just crushing me and I can't, I can't uphold it anymore. And I'm just getting to a place where I'm saying, God, into your hands I commend my spirit. It's yours. And so here, here, here's the altar call. I want you to pretend you have a document in your hand. This is for everybody. We're going to pretend you have a document, and the document is your life. And you are going to sign the deed of your life if you are willing over to God right now. So what we're going to do in this few minutes, and you can take time to contemplate it. A man that doesn't take time to contemplate it might be a foolish man because they may come by and see that house not finished and ruins of that house. But we're going to take this document, and this is what we want to do. We want to cross over today. And basically what we're saying is we're going to hold it up before God and say, I give you this. I give you my life. I give you the rights Everybody wants to talk about rights today. America's taking away my rights. Well, you're going to lose your rights when you come to God. Okay? You're going to give up the control. But I'm going to tell you what. He's a good master. He's a good, good father. And so what I want you to do is I want you to sign the rights of your life over to him. And say, God, that others may live, I'm going to follow you no matter where you lead me. And so, Father, in the name of Jesus, right now, with every head bowed and every eye closed, dear God, may we contemplate the song of our life. It begins, and maybe there's somebody here today who hasn't begun by saying, the Lord is my shepherd. You want to be the shepherd of their life. You are the creator. Jesus Christ is God. 
He's God, yet He was fully man. He became a man, put on flesh to redeem and save the world. But He's God. He's the Creator. He owns everything. He owns you. He gave you free choice. We gave up the rights of our life, took it away from Him. He redeemed us back from the curse of sin and bondage and from Satan. And He offers us a free way out of this. He wants to give you, He wants to take back ownership of your life and the rights to your life. He owns you anyway, but He owns Satan. He owns everything. And so today, make Him Lord, make Him Savior, make Him Redeemer. And then for those that have already become one through three verses and you've been there a long time, it's time to go through the valley of the shadow of death. Let Him lead you here. This is where He's leading us now in this COVID season and other seasons in these last days. We're going into deeper places with God. And used to, you could go and walk in your own strength. But where you're going now, you're going to need the strength of God. But He'll put a table there. And he'll, he'll take care of you there. And surely goodness and mercy will follow you all the days of your life. So Father, Lord, right now then, God, I just pray that everybody who agree with me, God, we hold up this document, the legal document to our life right now, the title deed to us, so to say. And Father, right now, Lord, I hold that up. And even right now, physically with my hand, I'm writing my name. I'll do it formally. James... Bradford, Lindsay, I give you my life. I give you the title deed to my life. I give you my future. I give you everything. And Father, I pray that others in this room will do so. And God will cross through the bridge and go in, Lord, to everything that you have for us, the deeper places, God. A mature, I want to become a mature son and daughter of yours. I want to reach the place like your disciples, Lord, where we were young and we did what we want to do, but now we're led places where you want us to go. And so, Father, we thank you for it and we praise you in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen.